0: to GPT Reviews,
1: a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world.
2: What you'll hear is the result and of a bunch, bunch of GPTs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit
1: come in equal parts. Enjoy!
0: Welcome to GPT Reviews, your favorite AI news show. Moi, Giovanni P. Tizano, aka GPT. What's up, my geeky baldies? It's October 16th, 2023, and we're here to deliver the latest on artificial intelligence with news and research. Did you know pretzels with no salt are called Baldies? Speaking of Baldies, we've got my collaborators, Robert, my trusted analyst with a keen eye for detail and juicy data, Olivia, the cyber explorer who finds the craziest and quirkiest AI stories out there, and Belinda, our very own AI research expert. Today, we'll keep it real with Adobe's generative AI video manipulation and In the Wild Chat's latest data on ChatGPT interaction logs. Now, enough with the chit chat, let's dive into the news. So here's our theme Our first news story today comes from the decoder, titled Meta's AI Celebrities Face More Resistance Than Enthusiasm. Robert, what's going on with Meta's latest AI chatbots?
2: Oh, just another great idea from the tech industry. Meta unveiled AI chatbots mimicking celebrities like Kendall Jenner and Snoop Dogg, but gave them alternate names like Billy and Dungeon Master. Because who cares about transparency, right? That sounds a bit confusing. What has been the public reaction to this? Confusion, skepticism, and backlash. Fans are questioning if the celebs consented and if it's even legal. But hey, Meta reportedly paid the stars up to $5 million for the rights. So that makes it all okay, right? That's definitely a lot of money. What are the legal and ethical issues that could arise from this? Well, there's the issue of consent, as I mentioned earlier. But also, what if the AI chatbots say something counter to the celebrities' brand relationships? It could lead to some legal and ethical issues. And by failing to clearly disclose that these are AI chatbots, Meta has only added to the growing public distrust of synthetic media
0: technology. It's definitely an interesting development. Thanks, Robert, for breaking it down for us. Our final news story today comes from The Verge, titled Adobe is working on generative AI video manipulation. Robert, what can you tell us about this?
2: Ah, yes, another exciting development in the world of AI-generated content. Adobe has revealed Project Fast Fill, which uses generative AI and text prompts to edit videos in new ways. It can remove people and objects from video clips and fill in missing areas with generated content. And if that's not enough, it can also alter colors, lighting, and more based on text prompts. It's like having a personal video editing assistant without all the pesky skills and experience.
0: That sounds pretty cool, but what are the implications of using generative AI for video manipulation?
2: Well, as with any new technology, there are concerns around trust and truth in generated media. If this technology becomes widely available, it could be used to create convincing deepfakes or manipulate videos for malicious purposes. On the other hand, it could also expand creative possibilities for filmmakers and video editors. So, it's a double-edged
0: sword. Do you think this technology will become widely available in the future? It's hard to say for sure, but if it does,
2: it could definitely change the way we think about video editing. It might even become a standard tool in programs like Premiere and After Effects. But as with any new technology, we need to be cautious about how we use it and the potential consequences.
0: Time to switch gears and bring in our collaborator Olivia for this week's Random Reads. What do you have for us, Olivia?
3: Well, I stumbled upon a tweet by Hyeong Won Chung that sparked some interesting discussions about the intersection of AI and art.
0: Color me intrigued. Let's dive in.
3: So, Vanny, have you ever heard of the idea that solving a more general version of a problem can actually be easier than directly tackling the original problem?
0: No, I haven't. Tell me more.
3: Well, there's a tweet by Hyeong Won Chung that says just that. He argues that attempting a more general problem can lead to a more scalable method and even suggests that aiming for superintelligence may be an easier way to achieve general intelligence than trying to mimic human intelligence.
0: That's a really interesting idea. Can you give me some examples of how this approach has been used in practice?
3: Sure. Chung gives examples in natural language processing and machine translation. Instead of directly working on machine translation, some researchers have worked on a general problem of learning all languages. This approach has led to more scalable models like MT5.
0: That's fascinating. So, do you think this approach could be applied to other fields beyond AI?
3: I think so. The idea is that by attempting a more general problem, you're encouraged to come up with a more general and simpler approach. This could lead to more scalable solutions in fields like healthcare or transportation.
0: Wow, I never thought of it that way. Thanks for sharing this tweet with us, Olivia.
3: No problem, Vanny. And don't forget, listeners can find the link to the original tweet in the podcast description.
0: And now it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake Sponsor. With Jane and Luke.
4: Luke, have you noticed how difficult it is to stay awake during those boring meetings? Yeah,
2: it's a struggle. Why do you ask?
4: Well, I found this amazing product called Stay Alert that's perfect for us. Stay alert? What's that? It's a new type of energy drink. But here's the kicker, it makes you feel wide awake, but with none of those pesky health benefits.
2: None of the health benefits?
4: That's right. The only benefit you'll get is from being awake during those long, monotonous meetings.
2: I don't know, Jane. That doesn't sound very safe.
4: That's the beauty of it. It's not safe, but it's certainly exciting.
2: I'm not sure I want to risk my health for some excitement.
4: But wait, there's more. If you act now, you'll get a BOGO deal. Okay, I'm in. That's the spirit. With Stay Alert, your meetings will be a walk in the park.
2: I won't be able to sleep for days, will I?
4: Of course not. And that's the point. Who needs sleep when you can have a Stay Alert?
2: You're right, Jane. Can I order some now?
4: Absolutely. The number is 888-STAY-ALERT. Thanks, Jane.
2: You're a lifesaver.
4: No problem, Luke. Just doing my job.
0: Thanks, Send an email to sergie at if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Well, folks, wasn't that ad just thrilling? Nothing like putting your health on the line for a little excitement. But don't worry. We've got some research papers to talk about now that are much safer and more interesting. We've got Belinda, our resident AI research expert, joining us to discuss some new developments in that field. From efficient attention to language models with long context scenarios, we've got it all. Let's dive in, shall we? Our first paper today is titled Chunk Attention, Efficient Attention on KV Cache with Chunking Sharing and Batching. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is about?
1: Sure, this paper is about improving the efficiency of self-attention, which is a critical component of GPT-style language models. Self-attention can be computationally expensive, especially for long sequences, leading to high inference latency.
0: So how can this problem be addressed?
1: The authors propose a new self-attention kernel called chunk-attention, which can be used in multi-tenant LLM inference servers to amortize the cost of self-attention. The idea is to take advantage of the fact that sequences from multiple users may share long prompt prefixes.
0: And how does chunk attention work?
1: Chunk attention recognizes matching prompt prefixes across several sequences and shares their KV cache in memory by chunking the KV cache and structuring it into the auxiliary prefix tree. This new storage structure significantly improves the memory reuse of KV cache and the speed of self-attention for long shared prompts.
0: That sounds interesting. What were the results of the experiments?
1: The experiments showed that chunk attention can speed up self-attention of long shared prompts by 1.6 to 3 times, with lengths ranging from 1024 to 8192.
0: Well, it seems like chunk attention could be a useful tool for improving the efficiency of self-attention in GPT-style models. Our second paper today is titled, In the Wild Chat, 570K Chat-GPT Interaction Logs in the Wild. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about?
1: Absolutely. This paper is about the lack of public datasets that showcase how chatbots, like GPT-4 and ChatGPT, are used by a real population of users. To address this gap, the authors offered free access to ChatGPT in exchange for the anonymous collection of user chat transcripts. From this, they compiled a corpus of 570k user chat GPT conversations, which they call, in the, WildChat,
0: that's interesting. How did they collect this dataset, and what does it consist of?
1: They offered free access to ChatGPT for online users in exchange for their affirmative, consensual, opt in for anonymous collection of their chat transcripts. The dataset consists of over 1.5 million interaction turns and is the largest of its kind in terms of the number of languages and diversity of user prompts.
0: Fascinating. And what are some potential uses for this dataset?
1: Well, the authors found that a majority of the potentially unsafe use is produced by users attempting to jailbreak the model using prompts posted on online platforms. These are successful more than 70% of the time for ChatGPT. So, researchers can study these potentially toxic use cases and develop strategies to mitigate them. Additionally, the dataset's broad range of use cases makes it useful in fine-tuning state-of-the-art instruction following models. The authors demonstrate this by showing that Wild Llama, a chatbot fine tuned on WildChat, outperforms the latest Vicuna model of the same size on Empty Bench.
0: That's really interesting. So, this dataset has a lot of potential for researchers in the field. Our final paper today is from Microsoft Corporation and is titled Long LLM Lingua Accelerating and Enhancing LLMs in Long Context Scenarios via Prompt Compression. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about?
1: Sure. When large language models are faced with long context scenarios, they encounter three main challenges. Higher computational slash financial cost, longer latency, and inferior performance. This paper proposes a solution called Long LLM Lingua that addresses these challenges through prompt compression.
0: How does Long LLM Lingua work to address these challenges?
1: Long LLM Lingua compresses the input prompt by removing irrelevant text and focusing on the key information that is relevant to the task. This helps the LLM to better perceive the key information and improve its performance, while also reducing the computational cost and latency of the system.
0: And what were the experimental results of this approach?
1: The authors evaluated Long LLM Lingua on a wide range of long context scenarios, including single dash slash multi-document QA, few-shot learning, summarization, synthetic tasks, and code completion. The results showed that Long LLM Lingua compressed prompts can achieve higher performance with much less cost. For example, on the natural questions benchmark, Long LLM Lingua improved performance by up to 17.1% over the original prompt with four times fewer tokens as input to GPT 3.5 Turbo. Additionally, Long LLM Lingua can speed up end-to-end latency by 1.4x3.8x when compressing prompts of 10k tokens at a compression rate of 2x10x. The cost savings achieved were also significant, with Long LLM Lingua deriving cost savings of backslash $28.5 and backslash $27.4 per 1,000 samples from the Long Bench and Zero Scrolls benchmark, respectively.
0: That's really impressive. It seems like Long LLM Lingwood could have a big impact on the use of LLMs in long context scenarios. Hey, 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 my dear friends. Unfortunately, it is the end of the show. I know, I know, I can hear you sighing. Don't worry, you can always hear me if you follow the podcast. I'd like to thank my loyal listeners. You're the reason I come back week after week. I'm kidding! You're just a bunch of internet trolls who can't get enough of my voice. I couldn't have done it without my team Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. Your insights, curiosity, and dedication contributed to the insights I shared with you today. Don't forget to check the episode description for links to the topics we covered today. You won't want to miss a thing. And finally, before I say goodbye, I have a joke to leave you with. Why do Java programmers have to wear glasses? Because they don't see sharp. Send me your love or hate mail at email protected. Looking forward to hearing from you. Till next time, ciao.